Greetings, and welcome to the Get Hiking Southeast podcast. I'm Joe Miller, and I'll be leading this adventure. Why me? Why am I at the front of the pack? Well, for the last decade or so, I've been leading hikes and backpack trips in the Southeast, and for nearly three decades, I've been writing about adventure in the region as a newspaper columnist, guidebook author, and as a blogger. Our focus in the Get Hiking Southeast podcast, telling the stories of the hikers and the trails, especially those lesser-known trails in the southeastern United States. And now the news. The Pisgah National Forest in North Carolina continues to recover from the floodwaters and high winds that caused extensive damage last week as a result of Tropical Depression Fred. Not to mention the fact that the forest was bracing on Tuesday for another two to five inches of rain from the remnants of Ida. Areas and roads remain closed in the region. Too many to mention here. And besides, the closings are fluid. They change by the day. Instead, we direct you to our show notes where you'll find a link to the Forest Service website with the latest information. It's a good time to note, though, that, there, that so much of what will get done in terms of clearing and reopening trail will need to be done by volunteers. The U.S. Forest Service simply does not have the resources to quickly clear these trails on its own. In fact, so many of the trails we have in our national forests are built and maintained by volunteers. Thus, if you're eager to get your favorite mountain trails reopened, roll up your sleeves and help. You can do so by getting involved with one of numerous organizations that volunteer regularly in the forest, including the Pisgah Area Southern Off-Road Bicycle Association, Carolina Mountain Club, the Backcountry Horsemen, and the Carolina Climbers Coalition. You can also reach out to Natalie Lester, the Pisgah District Volunteer and Partnerships Coordinator, at natalie.lester at usda.gov to inquire about those groups or to provide your contact information for further workdays. We'll include that email address as well as contact info for the volunteer groups mentioned in our show notes. It's a good time as well to note that not all closings have to do with the weather. Sometimes facilities close for upgrades and improvements, such as the case with the Brandywine Campground in Pendleton County, West Virginia, which will close September 7th for road repairs and campsite improvements. The Brandywine Day Use Area, however, will remain open. Road and culvert repair work are scheduled to be completed by early November. Alas, as normal operations dictate, that recreation area is scheduled to close its gate for the winter in mid-October, I'm sorry, mid-December. And if you got a hankering to visit the Birch Knob Observation Tower in Dickinson County, Virginia, in the Jefferson National Forest, you'll have to do so on weekends only for the next little bit because access on Mullins Road will be closed weekdays for, the, uh, for uh, culvert replacement and reconditioning ditches and to install riprap and complete surface work. Speaking of road closures, the Cherokee National Forest in Tennessee has announced its annual schedule for opening and closing certain roads from September 6th through December 20th. These roads are in the northern portion of the forest. Certain roads in the National Forest are systematically closed to motorized vehicle use to protect wildlife habitat, habitat, to decrease wildlife disturbance, and to reduce road maintenance costs. Some of these roads are temporarily opened for short periods to provide seasonal public access for a variety of uses, including fall color viewing, hunting, and 
other things. Again, we will include a link to our show notes where you may learn about these specific road closings. And that is the news for this week. I am all about signs. Signs that are obvious, signs that are subtle, signs that maybe only I can see. But my favorite signs are the more obvious ones, the ones that are difficult to dispute. Like calling up the weather forecast for the week and discovering that after a seemingly endless run of 90 degree plus days, the streak would end this Thursday, and big time. The high only expected to hit 80, and it would dip into the 50s overnight. It was that crucial first sign of fall, a sign that is the focus of this week's podcast, taken from Monday's Facebook Live Morning Walk with Joe. Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Monday, start of the last week in August. The week before Labor Day weekend, the cusp of fall. Here's what I'm thinking about on this Monday morning. Here's what I'm looking forward to, and it's always good to look forward to something, to have something to look forward to. And that, that something is Thursday. Why Thursday? So we have another couple days here, Monday and Tuesday, of hot weather. Temperatures in the mid-90s. Um, dry, but, but hot. Wednesday, Wednesday there's rain, there's a front that moves through, and a good front it is, because on Thursday, the high temperature, well, Thursday morning, more importantly, is supposed to be in the upper 50s. Be out here, I'll be thinking, huh, should I have worn long sleeves? Should I have had a light fleece? Maybe I won't be thinking that. Hopefully I'd be thinking that. That'd be nice. High temperature, 81. And just as important, it's not supposed to be humid. So, Thursday. That is the day I'm looking forward to. It stays nice on Friday, warms up a little bit on Saturday. Uh, Don't know what happens beyond that into the Labor Day weekend. But... We have a break coming in this hot weather, and it appears to be a pretty swell break. It's like a glimpse into fall. A tease, because that's the way it works. You have hot weather, and then you have a miraculous day. A day that makes you think, ah, fall. And it's good to have a tease. It's good to have a glimpse. Appreciate that. It will not be sustained. But, uh, get goosebumps just thinking about 57 degrees. This morning, this morning's not too bad. It's probably a little over 70, didn't check. We're at Duke Forest. And uh, one of the reasons we're here is that, oh, well, Sunday. Sunday we did some tight trail. We hiked the mountains to sea trail along Falls Lake. And it was mostly single track trail. 
August in this part of the world is spiderweb season. It's when all the little arachnids are busy weaving their webs, laying eggs, and uh, they are incredibly fast about it as well. Uh, we were probably the first ones through on this trail. It was nine in the morning on this section of trail. And uh, I had the poles, fortunately, and used them more to clear webs than to assist with hiking. So that's another thing that the cool weather will begin to signal an end to. It, that'll last for a little bit longer. Um, but on a trail like this, this, is, this entire walk is going to be on roadway, double wide, and actually a road that is used for access into Duke Forest. Doesn't get used a lot, but it's maintained, it's wide. It's hard for a spider to build all the way across. And the other nice thing is, on a hike like this, is it's so swell to be able to not have to pay attention to where you're stepping and be able to watch the morning light as it does its thing. So, so gorgeous out and you can tell well maybe just I can tell because I've been out all summer but the light the sun is beginning to shift noticeably to the south so it's angling into the woods more and more as opposed to coming more directly overhead so I mean in the morning It'll be at an angle first thing. But as the morning and then the afternoon wears on, as we get into fall and winter, it will continue to stay at something of an angle. So we're seeing that prolonged angular light, which is just swell in my book. So it's nice to be able to kind of kick back and take note of that and not have to worry about where I'm stepping. So, we did about three and a half miles of the MST yesterday and what I hope is the last hot hike of the season. It was early. We started at nine. I think it probably was only in the low 80s when we finished so it wasn't wasn't that hot but you could tell that it was on its way and uh, looking forward we switch our group we do a summer kind of a, a contracted summer group mainly because come afternoon it's just too hot to hike in the summer so we do one session in the summer the hikes are shorter um, and they start at nine. So we um, were able to finish up before it gets too hot. 
starting this coming Labor Day weekend, we break into our more traditional morning and afternoon groups. The uh, morning group goes out at 10, so it'll still be warm for a little while, maybe four weeks um, warm in the afternoon. But the morning hike, the morning hike should be fairly pleasant. You head out at 10, you finish up noon, 12.30. You've still got a couple hours, three hours before temperature hits its peak. And the morning group gets a jump start, jump start on fall because of that. And um, perhaps why that session always fills up first. And then we have the afternoon session, which as the season rolls on is preferable because you're hiking in the warmer part of the day. And uh, I don't know, it's just a little bit different. So that, that is where we are. And that is where my head's at as we wait for fall to kick in. It has not been an exceptionally brutal summer here either. I think it's been more of a typical summer. We have had hot weather the last week and a half. Um, and I think when it goes day after day, that's when you begin to think, oh, it's never been this hot before. But indeed, it has. I don't think the temperature in the central Piedmont's gotten above 95. And, uh, you know, that's pretty good. And if the humidity is manageable, you know, maybe you don't want to be out long in it. But the other thing it does is it does have you checking the seven-day, the 10-day forecast to see how much longer it's going to last. And that's why when I got up this morning and saw that 57 degrees on Thursday... I was mighty excited. It affected my work schedule for the week. Monday and Tuesday, get as much done as possible. Wednesday too. Thursday, take a little bit of time. Do a longer hike. I would love to be out on the trail when it's 57 degrees. Maybe even be off the trail before it gets out of the 60s. You get in a three or four mile hike, That'll inspire you for, for fall hiking. And at least in this part of the country, fall is the prime of time of year to be out on the trail. It is, we start to see the temperatures cool, which after a summer in the south, you look forward to that. You look forward to it a lot. Fall has always been kind of that rebirth season, and I think that begins for the majority of us. Having gone through summer vacation as a kid, and while you may not want to admit it, by the time August rolls around, you're ready to go back to school. And part of the reason is because it's, it's something different. 
it's a chance to see a lot of friends you haven't seen or had contact with. It was a little different back in the day because, you know, you hung out with the kids in your neighborhood, but you also had friends that didn't live in your neighborhood that you probably or may not see all summer and that you couldn't keep in constant contact with on social media. So you had no idea what they were up to. It was always a, a surprise when that first day of school rolled around and sometimes they didn't show up because they had moved. Sometimes they had grown five inches and you had not. Always a surprise, especially when it was a friend of the, a female friend, and uh, you were now, <laughs> you, I mean, you may have always looked up to her, but you're truly looking up to her now. Just the whole sense of change, the sense of new opportunity. Um, maybe you had somehow gotten better at playing football over the summer. And instead of being on the bench, you were actually going to get the chance to play. This isn't projecting, mind you. It's just what some kids went through. But we get into that, that, that sense of uh, fall being a time of, of rebirth. And also, especially if you spend much time outdoors, you realize that, especially if you live in a cold weather climate, that your days have been being outdoors comfortably are coming to an end that you're going to be facing three or four months of cold weather, inhospitable weather, um, dark, and you, as the farmers once said, you need to make hay while the sun shines. Ben Franklin, I'm not sure who said that. In fact, it's probably one of those anonymous, uh, um, it's probably anonymous. Anyway, that is part of why we look forward so much to fall. And there's also the color. Although, I would say, the view is narrow, Judy, because on Facebook Live, you can't get a landscape view, or at least I haven't been able to figure out how you get a landscape view. I've tried repeatedly. If anybody has any thoughts on that, let me know, because I would much rather have a wide perspective. It would also be great if you could do a wide angle, which would give you an even wider perspective, which would come in handy at points. So, yes, that is that's why it's so narrow. It works a little bit here, because we're hiking through a narrow corridor on um, roadway, and part of what I'm trying to feature here is the morning light. So that is, that's why we're narrow this morning. But trying not to have a narrow focus. I'm trying to keep the perspective on fall, which over the last couple weeks I've been trying to drum up interest in, get people excited about. Haven't had much support from Mother Nature, but now, now Mother Nature seems to be throwing us a bone. This Thursday, high temperature around 80, low of 57, 
dry air. So, mark that on your calendar. Plan to get out. React when you can to good weather. I will admit that I've been getting out some in the heat, but not nearly as much as I'd like. And I am building my week around Thursday. So, <coughs> I believe that will be it for today. I'll leave you to go and plan your Thursday activity, especially if you live in this area. Get out early. You might even want to dig out the long sleeves. Oh, hello. So this is new. I may check this out. Um, huh. This was not a designated foot trail about a week ago. So, maybe we'll do this on Friday. We'll return on Friday, take a look at the weekend. Maybe we can talk a little bit about what we did on Thursday. Until then, y'all be good to yourselves, be good to one another, and we will see you here on Friday. Bye-bye. That's our show for this week. I hope you liked it and that you'll be back. In the meantime, a reminder that the Get Hiking Southeast podcast is a part of the Get Hiking and Get Backpacking universe, where instead of just telling you about great places to go, we take you there. Coming up, we have, in September, we head to the Joyce Kilmer Slick Rock and adjoining Sitico Creek Wilderness areas of North Carolina and Tennessee for a four-day base camp trip. From the Big Fat Gap Trailhead, we'll hike in a mile and a half, set up camp, then explore the wild terrain of these joint wilderness areas on day hikes. This trip is September 16th through the 19th. We've scheduled three intro to backpacking classes for fall. We'll have one-day training sessions at Goose Creek and Moore Mountain State Parks, with our graduation weekend at South Mountain State Park. Become a backpacker in time for the fall backpacking season. Not a backpacker, but like the notion of spending the night at a backcountry site? Our Get Backpacking for Non-Backpackers program lets you do just that. Establish a base camp and do day hikes from there. You can learn more about these adventures and everything else we do at getgoingnc.com. Click on Explore With Us. If you like what we're doing here at the Get Hiking Southeast podcast, please do leave a review with the podcast vendor from whom you receive this weekly communication. And if you don't like it, or if you have some constructive criticism or maybe a topic for an upcoming episode, drop us a line at joe at getgoingnc.com. Until we meet again, get out and explore. <laughs>